You're listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast, episode 25. Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Hi, Phil here, and welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast, where I chat with inspiring IT professionals, consultants, and experts every week. To find out more about the podcast, visit itcareerenergizer.com. And while you're at the website, you can download your free copy of 11 top career tips for IT professionals, many of which have been discussed on the show. And now let's talk with today's featured guest, Will Bushy. Will has been involved in technology startups his entire career. As a leading expert on web harvesting, he runs Bright Planet and has eight US patents on deep web harvesting. He is also author of Wired for Coding, a guide for IT students on how to stand out from the crowd and land their first job. So Will, can I ask you to perhaps expand on that brief bio and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, excellent. Well, thanks, Phil. I appreciate you having me today. Uh, the bio you know, covers a lot of what I do. I guess a few things that I would add in is over the last couple of years, I've gotten involved on in teaching kids more about technology through some different camps and events that I've been hosting. Uh, and that's been a lot of fun to just get the, the youth involved. Uh, this is everywhere, everyone from about fourth grade through about seventh or eighth grade. Uh, once they get about that old, they, they tend to not be that interested in, in learning through our camps and want to go do their own thing. Then um, the other thing I, I think is worth mentioning is I've been spending a, a lot more time on our local entrepreneur community here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, helping some of the, the startup businesses. That sounds interesting. So is that a large, large part of what you do or is it just something you do as an extra? Yeah, it's more of just kind of some extra stuff that I do. I enjoy doing it. And so a lot of times, you know, I'll meet with the businesses in the evenings or grab lunch or coffee with them, uh, yeah. provide different advice. I mean, as you know, uh, when you've kind of done something for, for 20, 25 years, uh, you get to kind of be an expert and you just being able to provide and pass more of that guidance down to them is a lot of fun. Okay. Could you share with us a unique career tip that the IT career managers or audience need to know and probably don't? Yeah, for sure. I think all IT professionals really need to learn to be a good speaker. You know, that's one of the things that, yeah. you know, I didn't learn super early in my career. And, and I wouldn't say it held me back, but it was definitely something where if I was a better speaker, you know, I think I could have gotten a lot further with a, a lot of projects earlier on. And I think that is something that, especially in IT, you just don't see a lot of people focusing on that soft skill. But that's very true. Personally, I've actually undertaken some recent update training um, re regarding public speaking. So I feel it's something that you can continually improve upon throughout your career and definitely a key skill to have. Yeah, no, that's it's funny you mention that because I kind of done the same thing uh, on my end and just more recently kind of got involved on in speaking at a couple local events as well. Okay. Can you tell us about your worst IT career moment? 
And what did you learn from that experience? Yeah, well, I think like all of us that have been around for as long as I have, we've had uh, a lot of worst IT career moments. Uh, I think one that really jumps to mind, uh, this happened uh, quite a few years ago. This was back when we actually physically had servers in a data center. uh, And we were in the process of moving our servers from one data center to another data center in town. uh, And we'd been at the old data center for a number of years and had a longstanding relationship with them. But, you know, they're kind of being a little bit unreasonable on on getting us out and they didn't want to extend our contract. Uh, And so I was just, you know, meet with a lot of local businesses and I met with a friend of mine over lunch and we're kind of just, uh, you know, kind of talking about business struggles and challenges. And I I mentioned to him about these challenges that we've been having with this company and I didn't really think much about it, was kind of complaining a little bit because it was on top of my mind. Uh, Well, anyway, I got back from lunch and it turned out he had called over to that data center and said, you know, hey, why why don't you cut this guy some slack and (laughs) give him a break? <laughs> uh, and that, of course, made them super mad uh, that I was uh, talking about them, um, you know, not necessarily in the most positive way because I felt they were being unreasonable. Uh, and, and when I got back, I had this email from the old data center saying, you know, hey, you know, we don't appreciate you complaining about us. You know, we're done. You have to have all your stuff out by the end of the week, uh, which, of course, I wasn't ready to move because uh, the new servers, you know, they physically had to be moved back in those days. Uh, so this caused a huge uh, scramble for me to get everything migrated over uh, in just a few days as opposed to a few weeks that I was actually planning on on doing. Uh, so anyway, that was, I think, one of my, my worst IT career choices. And the real lesson that I got from that is it may be a lot of fun to sit around and complain about businesses and you know maybe talk trash about somebody that maybe you don't feel is doing right. But you know a lot of times they'll come back to bite you. And it, really, it just isn't worth uh, the, the long-term trouble on it. So really from that point on, I always think twice about any time I've got anything negative to say about anybody or any businesses for that matter. Uh, and I think others should probably take that into consideration as well. I hear a lot of people kind of bad-mouthing other businesses, and, and I do know eventually it's going to get back to them. Yeah, no, it does. It does sound a bit unfortunate, though, in, in terms of it probably sounds like your friend thought they were doing a good thing. Yeah. Um <laughs> trying to support you, but it obviously backfired. <laughs> That's exactly right. And he just was mortified about it too, because like you said, he was just trying to do me a favor and say, you know, hey, maybe maybe I can get him to be a little bit more reasonable. And, and, and it did backfire. And I know, we're still all good friends now. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, you, you just kind of have to watch what you say and, and who you say it to. And best intentions sometimes just don't pan out. Uh, moving on from your worst moment, can you share with us an IT career highlight or greatest success and how you're able to achieve it? Yeah, well, I think definitely uh, this is fresh in my mind because it just happened a, a year ago. But, uh, you know, when I received that first proof copy of my book, you know, it was just such a cool career highlight for me. Um, you know, yeah. I, it might not be the same kind of highlight that you're looking for. Uh, I know some of your past guests have talked about, you know, some other cool, amazing things that they've done. Uh, but for me, you know, I, I remember the day very, very well. And of course, it was a, a long time coming of the writing and the editing and the proofing and getting everything organized. And, and the book actually showed up a day early. The proof did. And so my, my publisher had a, they were in a meeting that whole uh, day. And he gives me a quick call and he says, hey, I got your book. I, I can't meet with you, but, you know, I know you're excited to have it. If you want, I'll step out of my meeting, hand it to you, but I, I'm not going to have time to sit down and chat with you about it. And I said, yeah, absolutely. So I ran across town and uh, he popped out of his meeting and said, you know, it looks great. I love it. Here you go. And I remember just taking that book and sitting there in that lobby, you know, just kind of staring at it for probably five or 10 minutes in disbelief. You know, it's it's just so tangible at that point. It was just such a cool 
um, highlight for me. Uh, and I just remember every time I'm over in that same building, you know, remember right there where I was sitting for, for five or 10 minutes, there was nobody else around. Uh, it's probably a good thing too. Other they'd, otherwise they'd have probably thought, who's this weird guy staring at his book. <laughs> <laughs> so do you know how many copies you've actually managed to, um, sell so far yeah well uh sell and uh put in people's hands are slightly different uh for sure there's been um many hundreds that have gotten into people's hands Uh, i don't know the exact number that has sold it's a little bit difficult because uh you know with the the, most of the sales are through amazon and i usually just kind of look at the the weekly snapshots and i haven't really gone back to to focus on it but uh, it's been many hundreds of copies for sure fantastic have you thought about writing any more books I have. Uh, I have actually a lot. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do next. Uh, I laid this book out, Wired for Coding, uh, with the intent that I could do like a like a Wired for Design and Wired for Marketing and kind of spin some of those very custom things for each of those careers. Uh, so that might be my, my next step. Uh, I just have been kind of busy since I, I wrote that first one. Uh, and so I, it's more of like a wintertime thing. So we'll see how this fall or this winter goes. Okay. What one thing excites you about the future of a career in IT? Oh, man. I mean, technology is just moving so, at such a fast pace today. It's a, it's amazing. Uh, I just can't believe it. I've, I've been in this field for many, many years, and to see the escalation of things right now is just insane. Uh, I really like the way a lot of these libraries are being encapsulated, and these new frameworks are coming out, and we're able to do things like software as a service uh, for processes that would have taken a normal developer, you know, years to build. You know, they're now just, uh, you know, one line of code that can be dropped in and, and made live. Uh, So it allows us to build new solutions just so fast. It's insane. Uh, And that's the thing that I think gets me the most excited. You know, a couple really good examples that I've been messing around with lately is the uh, Amazon's uh, Alexa voice API. Oh, yes. You know, and everybody's kind of familiar with the device that you can buy and sit on your counter. But it turns out you can actually uh, write code straight to that API and you can ask it things or you can have it tell you things or read you things back uh, just straight through uh, a REST API that Amazon has provided. And it's just pennies to use. Um, I forget the exact cost, but I mean, it's it's just, it's trivial when it really comes down to it. If you think about how much time and effort it would take a business to build that type of a system to put into a device compared to me just being able to write, you know, five lines of Python code and immediately integrate into this massive library. Uh, it's just, it's just insane. And I, and I think companies like Amazon and, and I know there's a bunch of others, but you know, Amazon is the one that, you know, I've been doing a lot of work with over the years through their, their various APIs and their KDP select and, and some of their uh, AWS platforms. Uh, they've just, just done such a, a great job of making things that used to be super hard to do uh, just a few lines of code. And, and that's what just gets me so excited. And I'm so excited for the, the youth coming into IT and computer sciences to, ha- to not be burdened by having to build all that framework to just do something simple. Yeah, I think probably over the last five to 10 years, the, the ability to integrate systems more and more, um, things like APIs have been, been such a, a revolution, really, in, in the ability for IT systems to provide solutions. It is. And these aren't new concepts. I mean, APIs have been around since the beginning of, of code. 
but what has changed is the accessibility to them. And then every language, you know, when you get into things like REST, where, you know, it doesn't matter what the programming language is or even what the intent is, you can integrate that into you know, a phone or a computer or a web service or a Raspberry Pi, you know, that has really changed, you know, where it used to be a lot of proprietary platforms. And it's like, well, I could only use this API if I was in, you know, uh, C++ on a Windows machine, uh, where that has just gone away. And so any API is available on any device, really no matter what. And I think that's what's really revolutionized the way code is being developed. And the other thing is, is I don't think the youth coming in today really have any appreciation for how it used to be, <laughs> which is kind of <laughs> no. sad. Uh, but, you know, when I was going through, when I was younger, going through just learning code, you know, you'd have to dive into the assembly language and, and things like that to understand how they work. You know, and now we're talking about, well, you know, it's complicated if you have to dive into some C code to figure out how something works. So it's time for the reveal round now, which is a series of short questions. Um, so what attracted you to a career in IT? Yeah, I mean, I just understood technology. I mean, that's just the, the short answer. Uh, I don't ever recall IT really being an option when I graduated high school. Um, you know, at the time, the people that were doing technology and IT, they really weren't trained either. Uh, it was more of they just found it interesting and started to do it. You know, in a lot of cases, I knew more than what they knew, and they were technically the experts. You know, I, I again, I don't think, I mean, I never really made a decision. If anything, I would say I never picked IT, but, uh, you know, it just picked me. So it's just a matter of that's how it went for you? I just understood it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. What is the best career advice you've ever received? Yeah, so this is a little bit more tactical than what you usually get, but uh, I'm going to say, you know, proofread everything that you write. Uh, I remember a, a manager that told me that early in my career, and, and I'm still really good friends with him today. Uh, but really, no matter how short or small that text is, and of course, you know, back then we were talking emails or Word documents, but nowadays we're seeing, uh, you know, whether it's a social media post or a web blog or a tweet, you know, you see these things that get pushed out without being proofed uh, that just make no sense or the wording is wrong or a keyword is missed. Uh, so one of the things that, that I've always done, and again, back to this this advice that I was given earlier in my career, you know, just proofread everything. You know, it just takes, you know, maybe a minute or maybe it's five minutes if it's a long email. Um, but I can't tell you how many times that has saved me over the years, you know, and it's both the text and, you know, if it's an email, make sure it's going to the right people. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've seen people send emails that have attached the wrong person in the two box. And so now it's been sent to somebody that it didn't intend to go to and uh, trying to unwind those messes can be very, very um, messy. So that would be my advice. Yeah, you may have heard a similar story on a previous podcast where somebody actually did that. <laughs> did. I so, remember hearing that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, if you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? Yeah, so, I mean, there's so many choices, but I, I think one thing that amazes me right now is the people that are doing the front end or the web development on projects, uh, and I'm really fascinated with what they're able to do. Uh, you know, it's no longer just a single interface and uh, a button is a button is good enough to push. Uh, you know, there has to be so much thought and design and usability put into them. You know, that does intrigue me, and I've built a lot of user interfaces over the years. Uh, and I, I honestly, I mean, if I, if I was um, 20 going through college and looking for, for a specific niche within IT or, or computer science to pick, uh, I think I would start with that user interface because that's something that uh, is usable in 
across the board everywhere. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're web development or a mobile development or anything, that user interface is just so key. Uh, and for me personally, you know, I'm just intrigued with the guys that do it really well on why they do it so well. So that would probably be the path I take. Yeah, I think that's a very good path to take. More and more systems rely on their front end or their user experience to be successful. That has to be an area where there's so much potential for career development. There is, yeah. And it's a combination of both the design as well as the way it's implemented and the usability. You know, you look at all the great things that uh, companies like Apple have done, how they've, even just little things around just rounding corners just right or putting in this specific drop uh, shadow. Uh, But you start to get into some of the other, um, and again, technology as a whole doesn't have this longstanding reputation of having good interfaces. So anywhere where you can make a huge improvement uh, just makes such a big difference. Uh, and I'm just in, intrigued with those that do it well. And I, and I know some people that, that just build gorgeous user interfaces and, and I'm just in awe of what they're able to create. What career objectives are you focusing on right now? Yeah, you know, I mentioned it a little bit earlier at the top of the the podcast, but uh, right now I'm I'm pursuing a little bit more around professional speaking. You know, and I never thought I would say that earlier in my career, uh, which is kind of interesting. Uh, over the last uh, few years, I've been building these videos that I use to help our instructors teach our gaming boot camps, uh, and I use them both for our instructors, but also some of our, our mentors or people that help us out. One of the things that I, I noticed by editing those videos uh, was just all these bad habits that I was doing. I mean, I was slurring words and I was using weird slang words that I made up and not articulating well at all. And, and I would repeat the same word over and over again, four or five times in the sentence. Yes. Uh, but I just never noticed it because you just you normally, I, you know, people don't you listen to their voices uh, and kind of hear how it is that they're speaking. Um, but when I started to do that, I, I noticed it. And I even just, just simply by listening to myself record those and edit those uh, made a huge difference on kind of how I was speaking. And then, then I kind of started to enjoy that. And I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. So I started to seek out some different speaking opportunities uh, at local events. I, I did a couple presentations here over the last few months at a couple little symposiums that, that we've had in town. Um, it was a lot of fun. And, and I do think that you look at the IT people that have great insights, you know, they do struggle with that public speaking. So if you're able to kind of do that a little bit better than than the rest, you come across so so much better. So that's one area that I've been spending a lot of time on. Uh, like I said, I've been speaking at some local events. I recently joined um, a local Toastmasters group earlier this year, and then I continue to just shoot different videos and, and edit those and sometimes just audio. What's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career to date? Yeah, I think uh, just being a curious learner, without a doubt, has been the thing that's propelled my career. Uh, you know, and I, and I say that as it's like an obvious thing, but uh, you know, there's people that you can kind of tell that are curious learners, and uh, if there's something that they don't understand or struggle, they they want to figure it out, and and that's always been me, and and you know, it drives my wife insane because I'm always getting into different <laughs> things all the time. You know, a few years ago, a friend of mine asked me about uh, Raspberry Pis, which. You know, I, I only kind of peripherally understood. I mean, I, I knew what it was, but I never really dove deep into it. And I, I had a, a light IT background, or I mean, hardware background. Uh, I definitely wasn't an expert. Uh, so I started to look into it just because I love technology. And I thought, well, this is kind of neat. Lots of people are talking about it. 
uh, and learned a, a whole bunch about that platform. And I've been really, really impressed with everything that they've done and built um, on that. So, but I mean, that's a, another good example where it was something that caught my eye and sparked my curiosity. And I mean, I just kind of dove in because I naturally wanted to learn more. You know, and since then, I've expanded out into some other IoT devices as well, some of the Arduinos and some of the, the lesser known ones. Uh, there's hundreds of different IoT kind of device platforms that are on the market today. Uh, and I've built a ton of these little projects, and I say small projects, but in reality, some of these things are super complicated um, that I've built. You know, I built this um, this one. Uh, it, it just it was one of those things where I, you know, you keep seeing people run red lights, uh, and it just annoys me. And I thought, well, I, I bet you I could build a device that could just record a, a loop of video and then you push the button and then it would record another maybe 10-15 seconds and then save the buffer out. Uh, so I built that out of a Raspberry Pi with a what they call a Pi camera. Uh, so the whole investment is maybe $35 uh, and then a bunch of software on the back end that I wrote. Uh, so then you know you see somebody run the red light, you can press the button and it'll record for about 15 seconds and then write that last 30 seconds out. So you have the before incidents before you push the button and then after you push the button and then I set it up so that when you get back on a known Wi-Fi network it goes ahead and uploads all the the video to Dropbox so then you can I uh-huh. guess do whatever you want yes. with it I don't know <laughs> uh, but that's just an example of some of the things that that you know again a curious learner you know, I, I always want to kind of figure out you know what's that next cool technology uh, and then figure it out as best I can. Can you share a parting piece of advice with the IT career energizer audience? Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's there's probably two things I'd, I'd like to share, and it applies to no matter what your field is. I know this is geared more towards IT, but you know even if you're computer science or you know hardware or whatever it might be, but you know those two things are you know learn to sell and learn to communicate well. You know, and when I say learn to sell, I don't mean you know be the salesperson because that's you know that that's not. Uh, I mean, there's lots of great salespeople out there, but if you're a technical person and you're in IT and you have this ability to sell and you understand you know how to describe um, whatever it is, whether it's products or services or, or maybe even just your own abilities, you're going to bring tremendous value to either your employer or if you're self-employed to yourself. And I do think that's a, a really really good skill. Uh, and then the second one is just become uh, learn to be a good speaker and be able to communicate well. You know, I mentioned earlier about maybe recording yourself and listening listen, listening back to you know how you speak and you know maybe things that you you say over and over and over again. Uh, and this goes a long way uh, when you're communicating with people. You know, people especially in IT and in computer science. You know, I don't those those soft skills. You know, not always very well refined, um, which, uh, you know, that's that's kind of why I wrote the, the book Wired for Coding, because I, I felt we needed to do a better job with these computer science and IT students coming out. You know, I felt there are technical skills were were top-notch. You know, these people understood the technology side. In fact, in a lot of cases, way better than I did because they were closer to the new generation of technology. But really where they lacked was that ability to present themselves and communicate and show their work and show how they, they worked on side projects and, you know, maybe did things outside of the classroom. You know, and as you know, we're getting to a 
a point where we're seeing more entrepreneurs or solopreneurs or people that are working for themselves as contractors. And that's not going away. You know, that's only going to get bigger as we move forward. And I think we're doing a, a disservice to our, our students now by not providing them with those soft skills uh, to really excel and to really do a great job uh, when they're out promoting what they're capable of doing and, and who they are. So, so those are a couple of uh, pieces of advice I would give. I certainly agree with you that soft skills, to me, is half <laughs> of the skill set you need. Otherwise, success is definitely hard to come by. Yeah, you're you're right, and half is is probably even being generous. Uh, you, know, you, you look at I, I can yeah. teach somebody technology. I have no question about that. I mean, I teach fifth graders how to build video games. I am confident I can teach somebody that wants to learn how to code to code. What I can't do, you know, if they don't want to understand or learn it, is teach somebody those soft skills. You know, being a good speaker or being able to sell well. Uh, you know, and it's something that the person needs to want to do. And, and I think if they understand the value that brings, they're going to want to do it. And, and finally, what's the best way that we can find out more about you or connect with you? Yeah, you know, and I'm super easy to find. Uh, it's funny, if you Google either Will or William Bushy, uh, I'm the majority of the first few pages that come back. Uh, so those, yes. are, those are all me. Uh, I don't know if it's just because my name is so unique or uh, or if I've just done a great job on just branding things around myself. Uh, but you can Google me if you want. Uh, the two platforms that I'm the most active on are going to be LinkedIn and Facebook, although you can honestly find me on every other social media platform that exists out there. Uh, but I'm also happy to jump on a phone call too if your audience is interested in, in talking to me you know happy to to give uh my you can give out my contact information if anybody wants to contact you and, and set up a phone call okay great will thanks so much for joining me on the it career energizer podcast today it's been a pleasure chatting with you yeah thanks Will. i appreciate it as well uh, and if you like a little bit of a gift to give to your audience as well so if they want to go over to my Wired for Coding website, uh, wiredforcoding.com slash worksheet, I've got a complete worksheet that they can use, uh, which will take them essentially from when they start college to their post-college job search. Uh, and it covers all the things that I, I think are very important for them to do leading up to that first interview that they do. And you know, it covers the obvious things like updating their social media so that they're not doing keg stands. Uh, but it also covers things that they may not be thinking about, like putting together a, a well-rounded portfolio for a business to uh, to look at, but also how do you actually get connected with those uh, businesses in the first place. So I'd love to kind of kick all your audience over there and, and download that workshop. Yes. And if they're interested in taking a look at the book, they can do that as well. Great. Thanks, Will. Thanks, Phil. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's great interview with Will Bushy. Four show notes can be found on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e25. In next week's episode, I'll be talking with El Mehdi Mahoum, co-founder of Benel Solutions, who describes himself as an entrepreneur and lifelong hacker. If you haven't done so already, please remember to subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher to get future episodes automatically downloaded to your device. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd really appreciate you leaving a rating and review in iTunes or Stitcher about the show. So until next Monday, have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.